You are listening to The Music Room with Aileen Miracle. Hi everyone, it's Aileen. Welcome to episode 89 of The Music Room. This episode is titled, Top 5 Mistakes I've Made with Centers. Before we dive into those mistakes, I want to mention that I have a workshop all about centers coming up on January 31st. This is a free workshop and it will lead you through different types of centers you can do, how to give directions during centers, and so much more. So if you go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com slash centers dash webinar, you will find the sign up page and you can sign up and attend the workshop. And if for some reason you're not able to attend the workshop while it is live, then I will be sending out a recording the next day so that you can watch the workshop afterwards. All right, let's dive into top five mistakes I've made with centers. All right, the first mistake is simply trying to do too much. There have been a few instances where I tried to differentiate too much or I put out activities that students weren't quite familiar with and it happened at more than one center and it was just too much. So I've done differentiated centers and they do work well, but I would suggest if you're trying to have a center where there's differentiation, maybe not having a bunch of them. So what I mean by that is you might have one center where if the student has been told that they're the color pink, then they do the pink activity at that center. And if the student has been told they're the color green, they do the green activity. And if the student has been told they're the color blue, they do the blue activity. And you're not telling them the pink is for advanced and the green is for, you know, intermediate and the blue is for progressing or what whatever that might be, but they're, you know, leveled activities at each center and they do whichever activity they're supposed to depending on the color that they've been given. This can work well, but uh, when I did it, I had it like at several of the centers and it was just I think I just tried to fit in too much at that center and it was just hard to, you know, manage all of the centers, hard to create all of the materials so everything was differentiated. And then on top of that, it was just hard to manage and the it was just too much for the kids. So if you're going to differentiate, that's great. I would not do it at every single center and maybe just try it at one center and see how it goes. And then maybe the next time try two centers. I think that's another thing is when I did it, I just tried to do too much all at once. Whereas maybe if I had tried just one center and the students got used to that. And then maybe at the next time I try to do two centers and so on. And then like, you know, if you're going to have several centers with new things that the students haven't touched before, again, that's another example of just trying to do too much. So I would try to have, a, you know, several centers where the students are pretty familiar with what they're supposed to do. So you don't have to go into this big long explanation trying to explain what they're supposed to do. All right, so mistake number one, trying to do too much. Mistake number two was trying to fit centers into too short of a time. Now, normally I have 15 minutes with students, five zero. So it's plenty of time to do centers. Before I had 15 minute periods, I had 35 minute periods and I could still doing do centers in that amount of time. It was a little bit more rushed, but I could still do it. But what I mean is if you ever have a delay day where you have shortened periods of time, then it can be a little bit too much. So this particular instance that I'm thinking of, I was doing differentiated centers and I think we had maybe 30 minute blocks because it was a delay day. We had a delay for whatever reason that day. So instead of 50 minutes, I had 30 minutes and they were differentiated and I was being evaluated. And that's why I was like really trying to stick to it because my assistant principal was supposed to 
observe me on another day where I had the full 50 minutes and then she for some reason like she ended up leaving mid-evaluation because of a situation with a student so then she came back also on the day of a program I think I've told this story before but it was on the day of a program on the day of a delay so there were 30 minute periods and it was differentiated centers and on top of that it was a really challenging class (laughs) so it was a total hot mess so yes if you have a delay day or just like a shortened time for whatever reason you might just try a different lesson or simplify i would definitely try simplifying instead of trying to do four centers for example maybe just try doing two (laughs) i just tried to do way too much in a very short amount of time And, and like i said it's doable if you have less than if you have a shorter class period but I would definitely, you know, simplify, maybe do two centers instead of four centers. Like just don't try to do too much. It's just too much. Or you can also like split it up over two days. That's really what I should have tried. Okay. Mistake number three is not offering enough choice. So when I first started doing centers, I did kind of the traditional model of four centers and each center was about the same concept, but like done in a different way. So, you know, at one center, maybe they're doing a reading game on the smart board or interactive whiteboard. At another center, maybe they're playing instruments, right? So, but they're all typically about the same concept. For a long time with that traditional model, I didn't really give enough choice. So even if it's simply pick which instrument you're going to play, let's say, that right there is choice. Or it could be you have a choice of these three games that you get to play on the interactive whiteboard there's a choice. Or let's say you're having them do Chrome Music Lab. They get to choose which activity on Chrome Music Lab they're going to do at that center or whatever that might be. Those are all, you know, options you can give them. And for a while there, when I was doing traditional centers, I realized now I could have included more choice within those centers. Now, a lot of times when I do centers, I do choice centers where I'll, instead of four centers, I'll have six centers out and I allow them to choose which center to go to and when to switch, which is great. And you can give them guidelines. Like everybody has to do at least three of the six centers and everyone has to do this particular center. Maybe there's a worksheet center or some kind of assessment center you want everyone to do. The students really enjoy that. I don't suggest trying that right away. I do suggest trying traditional centers, but maybe having some kind of choice within at least one of the centers, just so that students feel like they have agency while they're doing the centers. All right, mistake number four with centers was being tied too much to one center. So sometimes when you're doing centers, you can anchor yourself at one center so that you're doing an assessment at that center and you're really observing the students at that center to see how they're doing with a particular concept and taking down some kind of you know, observational notes or assessment notes. Well, with your younger students, this can be a little bit difficult, especially if it's the first time they've done centers that year. So I've made the mistake with kindergarten with, I think it was like the first time that they did centers that year and I was already anchored at one center. Well, then I had students at other centers who were super confused about, even though, of course, I went over all the directions and it was very comprehensive in how I gave my directions, but they're kindergartners, so sometimes they get confused. And so I had students coming up to me asking me how to do something while I was supposed to be assessing students at a center. It can totally work to be anchored at a center, but I would suggest maybe not trying it with your younger students, especially not at the beginning of the year, especially not the first time that they've done centers. So if you're gonna be anchored, I would try it first with your upper elementary grades, your intermediate grades, and after they're familiar with centers. Because then, you know, if you're tied to that one center, then the students who are waiting for directions at that center are going to be sitting there waiting while you're assisting other students. 
So that was mistake number four, being tied too much to one center. And then my last mistake, mistake number five, was simply just not doing them enough. When I first started doing them, I just did them maybe a couple times a year with each grade level. And you know, after a few years of doing that, I realized I really should be doing this more because, you know, like I talked about, you can give students so much agency and choice and it's a great way to assess. It's a great way to provide intervention. It's a really great way for students to practice a concept and to become more independent where they're teaching each other and then you're just the facilitator, which is great. So I really have been trying this year to do them once or twice per quarter. I see my students, because I see them on an A, B, C, D, E rotation, I see them maybe seven at the most eight times per nine week quarter. So I'm trying to do them at least once, if not twice per quarter, because they're just really wonderful for student engagement and to improve student learning. So I hope that was helpful as you consider doing centers in your own classroom. Once again, if you want to sign up for my free centers workshop on January 31st, uh, that's the time of the workshop itself at 7 p.m. Eastern, you can go to mrsmiraclesmusicroom.com slash centers dash webinar to sign up. All right, I'm going to talk about what I'm consuming. All right, so a few weeks ago, I finally finished the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I think I've talked about it on a previous podcast episode, but it was like probably a couple years ago. I had started the book and I really enjoyed it. And I talked about it on the podcast. And then I, at some point, just put it down and didn't finish it. And then was going through some old books and I realized, oh my goodness, I never finished this. So I did finish it and it was such a good book. And I'm just at the point in my life right now where I really needed to hear a lot of what she had to say. So it's called Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And really, I think just about like being your most authentic self and really finding who you are. But she tells these stories about her own life. So they're just like snippet stories, I guess, just like little stories or little snippets of her life. And they all have a great point to them. And, you know, like I said, kind of have that through line of, you know, really being your most authentic self. So I highly recommend it. All right, just a short little episode for you today. I hope that's helpful for you as you consider doing centers. Again, I hope that you're able to sign up for my centers workshop and have a great day.